and welcome to episode 127 of the Skyter Shot. Uh, my name is Alan Porter. I am Colin Briscoe. And welcome, welcome, welcome to 127. I was trying to think of something else to do with that. 127. Well, you cut your fucking arm off 127, don't you, hours? I do, yeah. It's, in fact, it's the number of hours it took me to uh, Platinum Skyrim, Neil. Uh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, that is completely true. Nice. 127 hours. Jesus. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, I mean, you've got a PSVR. Uh, are I you have. interested in Skyrim in no, VR? No, not really. You're not? No. Why not? I don't know. I want to get a PS4 Pro. Then I'll be interested in it. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I've seen the graphics on it. They're, they're not bad, but I've just seen them on the PS4 Pro and it just, that, yeah, that'd it's, be wicked. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand, as I understand it, the, 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 the graphics in general on Skyrim are, are a little bit scaled down just to, to achieve the 60 yeah. frames a second that's needed. Yeah. And that's complete, I mean, I think that's a completely fair compromise. Oh, without a doubt, um, you need that. Uh, and everyone that I know that's played it says, like, the immersion. And this is all on like stock PS4s. Um, says the immersion's incredible. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the controls. I mean, motion controllers are don't. It's motion sticks, don't I? Uh, no, no, not I at all. Have no, to, but... every, everyone. Uh, in fact, two of the people I know have actually got PS Move and said they've gone back to the. Oh um, really? To the actual normal yeah, control. to the controls. Just because it's it's really easy to like go up to a person and try to talk to them and you end up just stabbing them. And anyone who's played <laughs> a, any, yeah. anyone who's played a Bethesda game knows that person is now dead. Yeah, and they yeah. stay dead. Yeah, and normally it means that there's like some sort of jailer after you, after yeah, you yeah. for that or yeah. something and you can't cult. do a quest or something like yeah, that and you're like yeah. oh fuck I can't get a Daedric mace now or whatever it is <laughs> Um, so uh, we yeah. always want a Daedric mace Everyone, don't you? you want the Daedric mace the uh, what's it called the, uh, the, the the mace of Malag Bol oh right nice it, and it's the best weapon in the game really yeah yeah. Okay. Might, I, as soon as I got that and I think it was the it was the might have been the it was one of the first one of the last uh, Daedric weapons I got this is really nerdy. Um, and it was the only weapon I used in the entire game after really? that because it's so fucking powerful. It's so OP, it's ridiculous. But I, I was just like, this is excellent. Crack. Crack. <laughs> I got really good at getting into people, like getting right up in their grill and boof, like that, rather than like using bows and arrows. Fire, and yeah. Fireballs. Yeah, no, I'm much, I'm much more of a tank. Nice. Uh, as you can tell by my yes, yes. voluminous build. <laughs> <coughs> I've put some timber on. I really have in my recent travels it's alright it's coming back from Christmas isn't it uh, well, th- three weeks uh, three weeks of sitting on planes and yeah. uh, I put on a kilo each week Jesus <laughs> uh, it's basically just three weeks of drinking sitting down lovely living eat, the dream though. and eating other people's food it's grand <laughs> um, so Colin we've got some stuff to talk about we have we've got a few things we to talk about absolutely have and I'm going to talk about a film that I was really uh, looking forward to seeing but I didn't get a chance to see it at the cinema uh, mostly because um, uh, I'll bury the lead the film is The War for the Planet of the Apes yes um, as that film was coming out I was trying to convince Natalie to like go and see it and she was oh but I haven't seen the other ones I'm, like, I'm not sure it really matters but then I thought about it, I thought no I think no, you do must, need to yeah, have seen these it must these. matter surely um, and, I, and I said to her like, it took a while to build up and I was like look these are actually really good films. Yeah, it's they're not like, they're totally not what you'd expect. Like the first one, is, first one's wicked. The first one's brilliant, and the second one's even better. I yeah. think. Do you do you think it's better? I, I do. I do think it's better. Um, but the the point I was trying to get across to her was that it's completely not what you think it's going to be. Yeah. 
Um, you know, the Quite whole highbrow th- sci-fi, really. It is. It really is. Yeah. Uh, and when you think about the the, the 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 level of fidelity on the effects and the way that the uh, that the apes are. Uh, are rendered and made, and uh, you think of it outside of the technical aspect. They're ca- they're true living, breathing characters in yeah, this yeah. world. Yeah, they're incredibly done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, you raised the point when we were talking about the second one, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, um, it's the second one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where, where they're 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 outside and they're all wet and they yeah, like yeah stink. stinky and that. Yeah, yeah, stinky. yeah. And uh, it, you said that before I saw it, and I, when I saw it, I was like, Collins did it on the hit the nail on the head there. That is absolutely right. They look grim. Yeah, but they look perfect. Uh, and I sat down with Natalie, and obviously this is a uh, quite a few years after the first one, and the effects still totally hold <coughs> up. And yeah. she, she was really like engaged with it. Um, and when we watched the second one straight after, uh, not by straight after, I mean the following day. Yeah, and. Um, it was just like yes, absolutely on board. Let's go see the the next one. We never actually got to do it in the end because it just drops off the uh, the, <laughs> the yeah. yeah, we left it just a little bit. It too had late. a small small window of release, didn't it? It did. It did. Um, I don't think it did very well. No, I don't think it did. Uh, I, and having seen it, I can kind of see why. Uh, now the synopsis of this is that, uh, and this is from our good friends at the Internet Movie Database. Uh, Caesar and his apes are forced into a deadly conflict with an army of humans led by a ruthless colonel. After the apes suffer unimaginable losses, Caesar wrestles with his darker instincts and begins his own mythic quest to avenge his kind. As the journey finally brings them face to face, Caesar and the colonel are pitted against each other in an epic battle that will determine the fate of both their species and the future of the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, which is completely right, basically. Uh, monkey gets mad, mad shit goes down. Pretty much it. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. coughs> um, this is a. Um, it's a very quiet film. There's, there's lots of. If this was, if this was, if if you substituted the apes for humans, and this was like a, I don't know, a fucking Michel Gondry film, it would be Jim Carrey staring off into the middle distance the entire film, <laughs> yeah. like overlooking the sea, just yeah. like looking a bit like dowdy. Um, this that's basically what this film is. It's, it's basically Caesar just like being a bit angry and going like, "No, I'm going to do it. No, you go away." <laughs> Having a little hissy fit. It's very much really? like, yeah. The subtitle of this film could be, "Why didn't they just leave him alone?" <laughs> it genuinely, it genuinely could be. That could be the, the tagline of this film. Um, <clears throat> so as usual, this stars uh, Andy Serkis as uh, Caesar. Um, we've got uh, Woody Harrelson here as the Colonel, the aforementioned Colonel, who's very good. Is he good? Is he very good? Um, We've got um, usual people back. So uh, Karen Conville was Maurice, the, the the big big red thing with a big uh, flat face. Yeah. Um, uh, Terry Notary as Rocket back again. Uh, just all the same people who played the same apes. Um, you've also got uh, Steve Zahn. Uh, oh yeah, love Steve Zahn. Yeah. Uh, uh, what as an ape? As an ape, uh, called Bad Ape. Bad ape. Yeah, uh, also known as Al Giordino from the uh, Dirk Pitt films. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, I remember him film. very well. Uh, one film that they one, fucked one. up. Yep. I didn't fuck it up. It's just uh, Clive Custer's a knob. Um, <laughs> uh, and and he's brilliant in this. It's actually very funny. He's the comic relief throughout this film, but also terribly sad. Really? Yeah, like it's 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 one of the one of the best motion capture performances I've seen in a very long time, uh, and the voice as well. The voice acting and the and the the motion capture works perfectly, and uh, definitely need to give props out to Steve Zahn on this because he he knocked it out of the park. Mm. As I understand it, it's not an easy process to do. No, like as Andy Serkis keeps telling everyone every yeah, time you ever uh, see him in an interview. Of course he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but I mean Andy Serkis as well the 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 mocap for for Caesar is as good as it's always ever been like he you know physically is incredibly incredibly gifted performer um but his speech in this you know in the first film we're going to err into spoiler territory here um first film he says one word he goes no yeah. Second film, it's a bit like more. Yes. <laughs> it's like, no. Oh, leave alone. <laughs> uh, he's a bit more sort of like apes. Good do things. Yeah. Uh, and in this, he's he's like, one day the apes came down and like, oh, we didn't know what's happening. It's he's just completely verbose. He's oh, really? just yeah. It, it, and it's oh, it's my. almost a little bit like takes you out of it a bit. No, I don't know. If it takes you. Out of it. it it just feels like a step too far. No, right. it really it really does. It, uh, too quick, too soon. Yeah, and there's an indeterminable period of time between this film and the last film. It, it, they do say that um, what's his name? The, uh, the, the 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 human in the last film. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Can't remember his name. No, good I actor. Remember. I do he like him. Good actor. But apparently, off camera, he was killed by Woody Harrelson in this film. Oh, okay. So that that happened in between those two things. So it can't be that long after the yeah. second film. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, logic would logic would uh, point in that direction. Yet Caesar can now talk in complete. We could have him as a guest on this podcast. Yeah. Um, I've said not if he's wet, he'll stink. He will stink. He can't stink any more than we do at the minute. No, that's true. Um, <laughs> um, so that's a little bit. That's a little bit thing. Obviously, he, he's evolved enough to move the plot along. Um, but uh, as the synopsis says, it, it, you know, some shit goes down, and then he just basically goes on a revenge mission. This is pretty much right. like Heart of Apeness. <laughs> uh, and in fact, there is a there is a, po- a point in this when they go down in some tunnels, and there's a bit of graffiti, and it says "Ape Apocalypse Now," right? Which might have actually been, been our two-word little... review from, yeah. from the last film. <laughs> um, it's. It's a, it's an it's an absolute technical triumph this film. Uh, it, it is let down by the storytelling a little bit. There's um there's there's a really unnecessary uh, callback to the to the original Planet of the Apes film. Yeah, the, the Charlton Heston one. Um, oh right, okay. Where and again, this is a spoiler, so stop listening now if you care. Um, where in that film the, the humans are mute. Remember that? Yes, yes, yeah. they are. So yeah. that is a that is a fairly major plot point in this. Um, in the fact, in as much as you've got a a child played by uh, Amia Miller uh, called Nova, mm-hmm. ring any bells, um, who is mute. You know, so she's just like, uh, uh, but still like not stupid, just mute. mute. So th- th- effectively, there's like a, a second stage to the virus that that renders oh, humans see. mute. Right, okay. Uh, and I, I won't spoil too much about that. Um, in fact, some of that may be in the trailer, but it, it's it feels a little bit like shuffled in. in, like yeah. they're like they're lead, trying to lead back to it. And I can only imagine in the next film there'll be a bit where at the end you see a spaceship come down and a CGI Charlton Heston comes out and he's like, <laughs> "These goddamn dirty apes! <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> you blew it all hell!" <laughs> Is, is, is there going to be another one then? I thought it was just a trilogy. Ah, <laughs> hand me my rifle. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, trilogy, maybe trilogy. I, I think there is another one. I think there's another All one right. on the board. I don't know whether Matt Reeves going to do it. I think he's lined well, that's up. That's what I was going to ask. Has Matt Reeves done this one? Obviously, I'm from Cloverfield. Yeah, um, well, he's done the last two, hasn't he? Oh, he did, did the last. He did the last one. Who did the first one? Not sure. Did he do that? Did he? He do might have done. He might have done all. Might have done all three of them actually. Okay. 
Uh, in fact, well, it's not. I've got. I've, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I wasn't sure he'd done that. He did. He did Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Certainly. He, I don't think he did the first one. Oh, yeah, one. that's right, yeah. yeah. And then Let Me In he done as well, yes, which I quite did. like Let Me In. Yeah. You're not too keen. I'm not too keen, but... Yeah. but see, what's he like in this, Matt Rose? What's his directing like? Uh, the action is good. Um, there's there's less of it than you think there'd be. Yeah. There's, it, it, he's gone for, for a the, war. For, for, yeah, well, precisely. He's gone for the dramatic rather than the, like, action. Yeah, the gut punch. punch. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's very, like... There's a there's a few sort of like Christ themes in there where like obviously Caesar is the leader of men in inverted commas men being apes. Um, you've got uh, uh, stuff like the, the POW aspects of this. You know the, there is the heart of darkness stuff, the yeah. apocalypse now thing. Um, it, it does. It looks like a Vietnam film. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I, I tell you from the trailer. I, I tell you what it looks like. I don't know if you remember this. You remember uh, Tropic Thunder? Yeah. And at the at the very end of that, when they when they go to the like uh, Cambodian camp thing, where they're doing all the heroin. Yeah. It 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 almost looks as though they're set it there, where it's just wet and green <laughs> yeah. and like clearings with shit going on. Right. It it, it just for some reason it just it, it reminded me of that. Um, it, this is not a bad film. Let me just say it's not a bad film. It's half an hour too long. There's not enough talking in it, but then there's also too much talking in it at the same okay. time. Like, right. if that makes sense, there's talking when there shouldn't be, and there's yeah, not enough yeah. when there is. The exposition, there's not enough exposition, but there's too much just bullshit in there. Uh, right. So they, they've tried to lead by emotion. They've tried to, so it's like, you have to get that Caesar's going somewhere to do a thing because of a reason that he's trying to convey through his facial emotions. But because it is a CGI I, thing, yeah, as good as it is, you still, I still can't connect to it. Yeah, yeah. In at uh, that level, are you on the human side still with this? No, not at all. Oh, not, okay. not at all. They're no. the baddies, are they? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you you can see both sides really. Uh, and hand on heart, Woody Harrelson is excellent in this. Yeah. It's it's the best performance he's done in a very it's long a kind time. Of Colonel Kurtz, is he? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a more modern version of that, you know, where, where Kurtz was just completely off his rocker. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a very personal thing for him, and, uh, and everyone's driven by their own personal uh, machinations and motivations in this. So it, it does feel like there's no one's doing anything just for the fucking hell of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm conflicted. I may need to watch it again okay. to get a, a, a better viewing of it, but I'm not overly compelled to do so. So, from what you've said, yeah, marks out a ten, please. It is. It's it's a seven all day long. Okay, that's, it's it's a low bad. seven, but it's a seven all day long. Yeah, and, and I don't. If you've seen the other two films, you kind of have to watch this. Yeah. Okay. I, I do. I do recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. So I'm here. Yeah. Uh, and your two word review, Alan. My two word review: yawn fest. No, <laughs> no, no, not, not at all. Um, handicapped. Nice. There we like go. It. There we go. So that's. Wow. <laughs> so uh, war for the planet of the apes. There. Um, give it a go. Why not, Alan? Yes. I went on a little bit of a purple patch with my film viewing recently. Did you? A journey of discovery. A journey of discovery. I, I watched four 
four films, not back to back, but in succession yeah. over the course of a fortnight, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the very first one of which was a film called Good Time. Good Time. Good Time. And okay. it stars Robert Patterson. Mm-hmm. And it's by Benny and Josh Safdie. Uh, okay. The Safdie brothers. Nice. Uh, they're, they're Are these two brothers that in about eight years' time we're going to have to call the Safdies? The Safdies, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they, when they tra- after their transition. Um, well, the, the, I mean, they've done a film called Heaven Knows... I think it's Heaven Knows What, um, which we've got great reviews and stuff, but no, no one's seen. So this is... Uh, this film came about because Robert Patterson saw a still from their film Heaven Knows What and mm-hmm. it was a still of a woman with a pink light over her face Yeah, and Robert Patterson is quite artistic I think if you know what I mean I think he likes to go for projects and stuff that would invariably Hollywood actors wouldn't normally go for right things like Cosmopolis I like Robert Always. Patterson. Yeah, I really do. I know he's I know he's like a tween heartthrob thing, but well, I've never a... seen him. But I've seen the Rover as well. I thought the Rover was yeah, excellent. You've only that. you've only seen the good stuff of him. I've so only seen the good which stuff, is, so... which is really which yeah. is a really interesting perspective. So yeah, so I'm I, and anyway, so he saw this he saw this still of this film, and from that he wrote an email to the Ben and Josh the Sa- we call them the Safties. Yeah, the Safties. The Safties, and said uh, it was just an email saying I just really want to be in your next film. I don't know what you've done before, but yeah. I just really want to be in it. And b- bizarrely, because I read an interview with, with with the directors, to them they they didn't really know who he was because they were never into Twilight or anything. This was just after the sort of Twilight had become massive, all yeah, the free yeah. films, and they were directors just doing their own geeky sort of indie stuff. So they weren't didn't even really know Robert Pattinson. Well, on their radar, though. Anyway, so he turned up, done an audition, and and got the part. And thank God he did because uh, it, it's a film about. Um, Robert Patterson and his brother, who's funny enough, he's played by uh, Benny Benny Safdie. Mm-hmm. He plays like a a fellow with learning difficulties, mm-hmm. um, and they're really sort of poor like brothers. And they decide, you know, he's the, the he's close. The, they're close brothers. He's the brains of the operation, Patterson, and he's not very clever either. Okay, and they decide to rob a bank. Um, now they do this in quite a controversial way, actually, because they wear black masks, like black faces. Okay. Which is part of what the directors were trying to get across about America now, with all like the you know right things against black people and yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so very they, interesting. Actually. Yeah, so they go out their way to 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 black basically wear completely black masks and look like black people, look quite freaky, really, because you can tell it's rubber, but you know, like a reverse Wyan Brothers. That's, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like white chicks, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly what yeah. it's like. I didn't mean that flippantly. Yeah, exactly, no, no, yeah. that's exactly yeah, totally spot got on, it. Spot on. Um, anyway, so they rob this, they rob this bank, and it just goes horribly wrong straight away. Almost immediately, by the time they leave the bank, it's all going completely <laughs> tits up, right? right. Um, and the brother, the uh, <laughs> the learning difficulties brother, yeah. gets caught by the police. Straight, it's no spoiler. It's the first ten minutes of the film. Yeah, and. Um, Robert Patterson escapes and by the time he gets caught and he gets hospitalised within half an hour mm-hmm. and it's up to Robert Patterson who goes out of his way to uh, try and rescue his brother all in one night so it's all in one day day follows on from the night and it's all pretty much in real time a good time in a good time and it's this really simple sort of rescue not simple, but it's done in such a way, in such a small scale, at such a like a low level, mm. that it's just it's really different from anything else I've seen. It, yeah, 
The only film you could kind of um, pair it with, I suppose, is, is After Hours, the Martin Scorsese film, because it's, that's all in one one evening. Like, I don't think I've seen that. Have you not seen? No. It's not great. It's not great After Hours. <laughs> not, you're, not, you're not selling it. No, to no, me. no. But that's, that's, that's <laughs> the only thing I can compare this to because it's quite bonkers, really. This film, like, it, it, it will go to any length to get his his brother back. Um, from the hospital and you know it's crazy what he's trying to do is you know he's yeah. supposed to been caught doing an armed robbery and, and in, the, in the same day he's trying to rescue him yeah. which is crazy but he goes about he's so determined it's such a wicked performance from Patterson you can hardly recognise him although I couldn't really recognise him in the Rover to what he normally looks like yeah. he's a fucking like dirty, dirty hick in that mm. and in this he's just He's pretty much a scum of the earth fella, really. But yeah. his love for his brother, you know, takes over, and it's just he'll do anything to get him back. It's, it seems like, like almost like Rain Man crossed with Dog Day Afternoon crossed yeah. with yeah, yeah. I don't know, my left foot. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know why I'm all there. No, my left foot. Does he paint a picture at some point? Right, my No, I, do you know what? I'm completely sold on it's, this. Honestly, it's, it's brilliantly done. It's the the energy it crackles. The whole film crackles. Like I oh, said, I like that. I said, like when he when he saw that photo of the woman with the pink lighting on her, I completely understand what he kind of think because it's so beautifully lit and shot, mm. and the views of the streets and nights and the the. But I wouldn't say adventures they get into, but the scrapes he ends up in <laughs> yeah. to try and get his brother back are just but a little bit off off centre, completely off centre. But you can see how he's gone down this rabbit hole and, and he's yeah. he's fallen into this fucking crazy shit that he's in. And you just you just mesmerised by his performance and the people around him. You think, hey, how are you going to get your brother out of this? Mm. And, and are you going to get your brother out of this? And it was just really good. And the good thing was an hour and forty minutes. Oh, fucking touch. happy days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I really loved this film. I really did. It's, good. it's a great. I had a good time watching it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, this film is at the cinemas. I'm really excited to hear your two review. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's at the cinemas now. If you, if you can find it, but it'll only be at your right house cinemas. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you'll find it in your audience or any, anywhere like that. But mm. um, I love Robert Pattinson. I really, I really do. I think it's wicked. Good. Um, highly recommended. Very pleased to hear you say that. Yeah. What would you give it out of ten? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, two review. Retard time. Nice. Thanks. I like it. <laughs> that's good. Because that's a proper musical term. Yeah, yeah. It okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. So, uh, Colin, you gave it eight out of ten. Yes. Um, some people were less enthused yes. with this uh, slice of cinematic gold. Uh, this is a review by uh, <laughs> Mr. Navy Bean uh, from the 28th of August 2017. So he clearly pirated it, the motherfucker. <laughs> He's um, Pirated it. Yeah, so he must have watched this on the high seas. Um, he's, he, this review is entitled, Watch It With The Sound Off. It will make more sense. Um, and I will, as always, read this as I yeah. believe it has been written. One of the worst, laziest, illogical, empty films I've ever seen. I cannot believe the critics on this. It really makes me think the system is dirty. This is a loud, boring, nonsensical movie. There are plot holes everywhere, long shots of cars driving on the street, loud music and a laughably not intentional, sentimental ending. I could, but won't, list all the lazy, sloppy and idiotic choices this movie makes. But I don't blame the filmmakers. (laughs) I blame the, quote unquote, (coughs) film critics who can't see the difference between a good movie and a complete waste of time and money. Only A.O. Scott rescues himself. Who's A.O. Scott? I wonder if that's the... the, I can't really go into it. 
<laughs> but that case, I didn't Scott. like it. He's not even in it. I don't even know what he's talking <laughs> about. A.O. Scott? Yeah. No, that's the wrong film. There's <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no uh, A.O. Scott in this. What's he going on about? Well, okay. Well, in that case, let's move on to another <laughs> one. Which, which, did not, which, again, did not make any sense. Okay. Uh, so this is uh, by a uh, an internet loser called Ziff Offoz. <laughs> Uh, on the 19th of November 2017, so uh, fairly recent. Yeah, yeah. Um, titled Lots of Close Up. <laughs> yep. If you like close ups of Robert Patterson's face, this is the movie for you. <laughs> if you like close ups of a damaged, bandaged face, then this is the movie for you. <laughs> if you like a weird flick of the darker, confusing, directionless, incomprehensive, <laughs> hopeless lives of mentally unbalanced people, this is the movie for you. <laughs> Otherwise, steer a clear path of this flick. But that, that sounds like a movie for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I want to watch. <coughs> Put it on the fucking poster, bitch. <laughs> oh. It's not wrong. It's, yeah, that's it. That's perfect. One out yeah. of ten. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Cool. There you go. He's slower than one of the Safties. <laughs> slower than a Safties. Slower than a Safties. <laughs> but watch out for them. They're going to be they're going to be big big directors. I, I cannot wait to see this. I I'm absolutely really on board. Good. I, do you know what? You gave it an eight. I, I this feel. I know I'm jumping the gun, but this feels like something I'm going to absolutely yeah, love. Yeah, I think you really will. It's so different. Yeah? So different. Oh, yeah, yeah. can't wait. Can't wait. So that's good time. Uh, any other sort of times you've had recently, Colin? Well, I did have this kind of super dark time. Yeah? Yeah. How did that go? It was super dark, Alan, but it wasn't time. <laughs> yeah, my next film is Super Dark Times. Yeah. And it's a story that's based in the, I think it's the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, just before mobile phones, the internet and all that. Good. Yeah, which is a lovely, lovely time to have it. Um, it's a bit like a film like that. What's a simpler time. A simpler time, a yeah, super definitely. Dark time, a super dark time. Yeah, we had and to get about... porn from the side of the road. Right? <laughs> yeah, or up a tree. <laughs> bizarre Put it place up there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's about two best friends, Zach and Josh. Who are, Zach's played by Owen Campbell, mm-hmm. and Josh is played by Ch- Charlie Tahan. Um, I, I mention them because the performances are just absolutely superb in this film. Yeah, uh, they're two best friends, and they get together sort of on their bikes. It's very sort of Stranger Things kind of vibe mm. to it at the start. They're all riding around on their bikes after school and stuff, and um, they meet up with another couple of kids from school. They're kind of the, they're kind of the nerdy kids, and they meet yeah. up with another couple of nerdy kids in the year below, and they start hanging around with them. And an accident happens, uh, a, a dreadful, tragic accident, and they decide to cover this accident up rather than uh, own up to it. Um, and from there, it's about their descent into sort of madness, really, and how they how they can't deal with it. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, it, it's seen through the eyes of Zach, um, who finds solace in a girl, a very pretty girl at school called uh, Alison, who's played by Elizabeth Cappuccino. Right, um, and she's really good in it as well. So it's, it's almost a free hander in some respects. It's just just them three going about their lives and and how this this accident and the the cover up of it makes them fall apart, uh, especially one of them and his, their descent into man is, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's all about you know this descent into madness really, and it's quite shocking. Mm-hmm. It's quite a shocking thing. This is based four years before Columbine. Oh right, okay. Um, 
which kind of gives away where it goes, this film, in, in a way, but it doesn't detract from what happens. Mm. It's, it's shocking. Does it kind of lead... Does it, does it telegraph that at all? Not at all, no. You, I right. really didn't know which way it was going because there's, there's, there's a nice... There is a nice vibe of, is this bloke going mad himself or is his friend going mad and only he can see it? There's this, this kind of right. vibe to okay. it. okay. Um, interesting. Now, when I, and I watched it and I was really engrossed, absolutely... Just couldn't take my eyes off the screen mm. for the whole film, and there's a lot of close-ups again in this film. And the, and the play- this is a movie for you. <laughs> this is a movie for me. There's a lot of close-ups of of uh, of uh, Josh and, and Zach, and and they just really look worried. And, you know, they're yeah. really really well acted. Uh, it's directed by a a bloke called Kevin Phillips. Who, who you know from the football? He played for every team in the <laughs> yeah, Premiership yeah, many years ago. That's it. Yes, that's a good striker. Um, it's his first film. It's direct, 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 directorial debut. debut. That's the word I'm looking for. Sorry, yeah. Alan. Um, he does apologise. Apologise, Kevin Phillips. <laughs> now, when he I had wa- two England caps, Colin. <laughs> he did. <laughs> wow, you know the football. I guess. I guess. He probably. It's probably about uh, right. See that? That is saying something with confidence. In the hope that someone agrees with you, saying, yeah. Like, yeah, no, he did have two. Good, yeah, uh, you're probably right. I'm probably, uh, yeah, it's like Matt Letizia, he only played a few, uh, a few games. Yeah, yeah. wasted at Southampton, wasn't he? He was, he was, he was. Um, the football. The football. Well, Eight when out I, of ten. When I came away from this film, I was like, that film was wicked. Mm. And then after about two or three days, I, kept, I was thinking about it, and I was thought, oh, the story's not wicked. And the acting's good. Yeah. What was so wicked about it? And then I, I realised that... The, the director, the way it's filmed, mm. is just absolutely, it's incredible. The story's basic, simple, it's a simple story, but it's just told so well. Yeah. That it just, it elevates it above, you know, your normal Hollywood mm. sort of films. Um, and it just, it does, it makes for a super dark time. Good. Yeah. I, I mean, from what you're saying, and I've not seen it, but... It, it kind of what you're saying sort of re- reminds me of something like Donnie Darko, where where like Richard Kelly uh, offset the complexity of a story about a time traveling nutcase. Yeah. Um, with with you know the pop culture references and the, the sm- I don't for want of a better phrase smooth directile yeah uh, you know directing style uh, of you know everything just sort of a bit floaty gets you in there it's it's setting you at ease into the story I think you've absolutely nailed it on here. I can't believe you got that from our description of this film because I can barely speak <laughs> but I, I, that is a fantastic uh, comparison actually mm. Donnie Darko with this okay. film definitely yes it, there is a smoothness to it yeah without a doubt it's like it's that a kind flowing, of flowing yeah that yeah. juxtaposition between the the, the the top and the bottom of the complexity scale of telling a story for yeah. something complex or, or relatively simple and just you know really hammering it home or easing you into yeah, it yeah. with that kind of that flow yeah. I can't really well, think of the word but it's... we were talking about well we we watched that David Fincher didn't we that, that yes YouTube clip of how he how he directs and it sort of moves people move with the camera or the yes. camera moves yeah, yeah. with the people and it's it's similar like it's kind of similar to that. If you know what I mean, but yeah, Donnie Darko. It's subliminal, it? isn't it? Yeah, is it? yeah, and it just—I didn't even realise it at the time. It was only sort of afterwards, and it just kept—I just kept coming back to some of the, the the way it was framed and yeah, and that. I just thought, fuck me, that's really clever, really good. Mm. You, he's got a big future, this Kevin Phillips. Yeah, I mean, it, or the whoever the cinematographer is. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah that as well. It's a, yeah, it's a. It, it, 
these are the sorts of things I'm itching for. Having like for the last few weeks just been watching AAA yeah. blockbusters on a, on a six-inch screen. I want something that's more intimate. There's something that's a, a smaller story told on a grander scale. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I can't wait for yeah, this. Yeah, so you got good, good time and super dark times. Just been such a breath of fresh air. And so having like you know, consecutively watched them consecutively. Yeah. It's just been it's been lovely. Really, has two times on the table. Two times on the table. Yeah, there That's you it. go. Uh, super dark times, my friend. What would you call it? <clears throat> Knife-edged. Excellent. I think that might be the best two-word review we've made. <laughs> That's a, that, that could go on the poster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what would your score out of 10 be? 10 scatter shots. Again, I'll give it an 8. 8 scatter yeah. shots. Yeah, I'll give it an 8. 8. Well, I mean, 8's a, eight's a very respectable score. Yeah, yeah. But some people, Colin. <laughs> some people are less enthused. Oh, dear. Here we go. Um, now, this is a review, if you can call it as such. By a person called Omendata, or Omendata, if you will. Oh, that's someone uh, from Skyrim, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Daedric, yeah. Daedric the Daedric Priest. The, the, the Daedric Prince, Omendata, <laughs> uh, on the 20th of November 2017, uh, who, uh, who uh, titles this, um, this review, Utterly Awful Movie, Ellipses, Not High and Mighty, Just a Load of Old Something. And I'm going to read it in the style in which it is written. Okay. Slow, boring and tedious. Utterly unbelievable nonsense. The end leaving the viewer hanging. Unforgivable. And some viewers are actually rating this is a good movie. I guess some people must be right up their own kazoo <laughs> if they think this is some kind of artistic neo-gothic meditation on life and death. Ted Hughes style. Yes. <laughs> We can all pontificate and sound high and mighty, but please, folks, follow my advice. This film is just shitey. <laughs> Three out of ten. Three? Wow. Why, 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 such, yeah. such a, couldn't quite give it one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Thank you, Omen Data. Yeah, brilliant. Well done. Uh, I can't wait for that. I, I'm totally going to watch this. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I'm just going to ape your like. You had three days of watching good films. Yeah, I'm just going to do exactly the same. Yeah, it's thing. wicked. It's, it's like I said, a bit of purple patch. I've loved it. It's really it reinvigorates you at a film. You know oh, I mean? can't after, wait. After getting sort of I don't know, drunk punch, punch drunk from watching like you say the blockbusters, and yeah. after a while you're like, Jesus Christ, I, I can't do much else. more of this. Palate cleanser. Yeah, that's what these are. Which are uh, you know. As, as much as I like Destiny 2 like <laughs> yeah we've got to stop playing it yeah you just need to sit down and watch a film um, so uh, I've got a film yes what have you got I've got a comedy Colin have you yes okay what's it called it's called The House and uh, it stars Will Ferrell uh, Amy Poehler Ryan Simpkins and uh, Jason Manzukas. yes uh, who I am an Absolutely massive fan. Are you a of. fan of Jason? I, I love he's Jason Manzuk. He's brilliant, um, <clears throat> and it also features uh, basically loads of other people that you'll recognise, but you don't know their names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just fun- actors. Yeah, funny people from films that you've seen that are yeah. fellow in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the the basis of this film is that um, uh, uh, this town arsehole administrator guy takes away uh, this couple's daughter's college scholarship mm-hmm. cut into the chase here so they, they've like they've promised her that she'll get to go to college and all this other stuff they're massively melodramatic about these things um, so they they find that their their only way to uh, to generate the revenue needed to take a child to college in uh, modern United States is to start an illegal casino uh, in their friend's house right. to, to make the money back <clears throat> 
and uh, hilarity ensues. <laughs> now, uh, I we we sort of discussed this off mic a bit and and you said yeah, what you said was absolutely correct that comedy is hugely subjective yeah i i actually found this quite funny this film cool. um it's not your it's not your standard will ferrell comedy right he he has a few of his like will ferrell moments in this but you you know throughout the film he's just playing like sort of doofus dad yeah. sort of thing uh, Amy Poehler I'm not a big fan of hers right, okay. I can't quite go over it she's quite funny in this good, good delivery in some some parts um, but the star of this really is Jason Manzoukas everything he steals every single scene he's in <laughs> um, and there, there's just I, I don't know what I don't know whether it was intentional or it was something that he did but he's got every single killer line in this film right. and there's some clearly like improvised stuff as well where he just absolutely slays it as well so a- anytime he's on screen you're like oh, here it comes and you laugh yeah. like it, it, his delivery everything it, the physical aspects of it the fact that he seems to be having so much fun <laughs> in this and the character's having fun as yeah, well yeah. he plays like this uh, a, a, a geezer who's like wife's le- like leaving him so he's got a free house. So why not set up a casino? He's a, he's a gambling addict. So that's the thing. <laughs> uh, and, he, and she's going like, "You're gambling again." He's like, "I'm not gambling." She's like, "Why did you put the emphasis on?" Because because I'm not gambling. Because <laughs> so, I'm not gambling. It goes on. But he's uh, he's just sensationalist. Um, it's got a really stupid plot. Yes, yeah. this, this film and the, the people come in people go out you've got a few cameos which I won't spoil uh, nothing really dramatic like you're not getting a fucking CGI Elvis Presley in there or anything like that <laughs> um, but the, the level of escalation so like every other scene it, like Jason Mazzucco he goes oh and uh, now because he thinks it's like Vegas it's like now I've got a tiger or like now I've got like <laughs> you go go through here there's a like uh, someone doing stand up comedy or a magician or something it's like, it doesn't need to be that much of a casino he's like I'm taking all the clocks out I'm pumping oxygen in and stuff like that <laughs> right. it, it all escalates yeah, up yeah, like, yeah. You know, takes it far too seriously um, I, I, do you know what there's no point in going too much into it going into the details so I'll just spoil stuff I thought this was really funny oh, alright cool okay I, 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 I had a good time with it yeah um, and it's um, again it wasted some time on a plane but I, I was really glad that I watched it on a 4 inch by 4 inch <laughs> um, the only way to watch it the only way to watch it on a, on a clear yeah. VHS on a square house on a square telly <laughs> yeah exactly uh, but I, I, I can't I you know, I recommend it. I, I, I can't. Okay. I can't say that it's the best best film ever made. It's yeah. definitely not. Um, it has quite a few flat bits in it, but I, I had a decent amount of laughs from this film, yeah, which yeah. is exactly what I expect from a comedy. Nice. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Cool. So, I enjoyed it. So what's your two? Uh, what's your marks out of ten? Marks out of ten. Uh, a good seven. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Strong seven. And your two word review. Uh, house wins. House wins, nice. I like yeah. it. Okay, well, you thought it was quite good. I did. I did. I've, I, I was. I was thought I'd struggle to find a few people who didn't like it. I found quite a few people who didn't like it. Actually, understood. Um, and this is the, this is one here. The title of which this is from Jay Dono, and uh, the title of this is horrendous. <laughs> okay. This is truly the worst movie I've paid to see since the Ice Pirates back in the eighties. <laughs> 
I don't even know what that is. I've never heard of that. I film. don't know what that is. Will and Amy are two of my favourite comedians, so I can't imagine how they agreed to do a script that had so few laughs in it. A comedy can get away with being implausible if it's also hilarious. But implausible while I'm funny is a deadly combination and the perfect description of the house. Oh, okay. Uh, I've got one more here. Okay, this one is from Vic James, 02423. Good. Uh, and the title of which, Why Not Loans? I couldn't help but wondering the whole movie why these parents are going through such crap when their child could just take out loans. Like every other millennial these days. Mm-hmm. Irrelevant plot. There were some funny points, but Amy just isn't funny here. Jason Manzoukis was the best thing in the film. Agreed. There you go. Yeah. That's your two, two reviews. Although that idiot uh, clearly went for a piss at some point during the film because they do address why she can't go get a Oh, right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. fuck you. What's his name? Vic James. Vic James, one, two, three, four. Yeah, oh, two, four, two, three. All right, that's probably his phone number. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go kill him. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I five I, stars. By the way, you go there. Oh, yeah. Why write? Why write? Oh, didn't ever review for five stars. Oh dear. Okay. Um, I liked it. I liked it. I, it's worth also mentioning that um, Ryan Simpkins, who plays uh, their daughter, plays uh, Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler's daughter, mm-hmm. uh, looks in, entirely too old to be their daughter. Really? Yeah, she's only nineteen, but she okay. looks. She looks like she's like in her thirties. Um, She'd be pleased to hear that. Oh, she would be pleased. To, look, I mean, like, yeah, it's the eye. I think she's got a funny eye. She's got a star in her eye. She's got a star in her eye. Um, yeah, she just looks too. She, see what I mean? Like, yeah, she looks like a bit mumsy. Yeah, a bit mumsy. Um, she's a lovely looking girl, but like, yeah, it, there's something about it. I was just like, you can't be their kid. Like, a mumsy with a star. She's got a style. What in her IMDb profile page? It's like, well, do you know what? When it's your day, it's your day. <laughs> oh dear, these things happen. Oh dear. Yeah, styles happen. Um, <laughs> There's your podcast style. <laughs> styles happen. Oh dear. Uh, okay. Well, that was that. Um, that was that. That was that. That was a comedy. Uh, and you know, dis- yeah, yeah, yeah. Dis- I'll, despite I'll what internet idiots watch, it. you should definitely watch it. If only for Jason Manzoukas. Um So, Colin, mm-hmm. you have seen. Uh, you've seen a film. You've seen many films, but the 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 next film you're going to talk about is a film that you've seen called Wind River. Yeah, Wind River. It stars uh, Jeremy Renner and. Oh, is it Elizabeth Olsen? It is Elizabeth, yeah. Elizabeth Olsen. Um, Jeremy oh, Renner. Reunited from the. Uh, yeah, the of course. Of course, yeah. yeah. Didn't even, oh, I didn't even cross my mind when I was watching it, funnily enough. Yeah. It's because there wasn't a geezer being uh, ferried off by a load of security. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeremy Renner plays uh, a, a hunter for like the fishing and, and wildlife, uh, whatever, unit, whatever it, for some Alaskan forestry. Outfit. Place outfit, yeah. yeah, whatever you want to know. So he oh, goes around like killing wolves and stuff. There's wolves like okay. killing people's okay, sheep yeah. and whatever. He goes and he goes and blows them all up, which is the very first scene. <laughs> he goes and blows, blows them all up. up. Which, well, it's the very first scene of these wolves uh, just about to kill some goats, right? And you see these three wolves hunting these goats, and then just one of them just gets fucking obliterated, literally, like from this gun. And then you see Renner just hiding miles away with his, you know, s- sniper rifle. Um, and what happens is that uh, a Native American girl gets found raped and murdered up in the woods 
and Graham Green is the police officer. And this is this is this is kind of um, like a like it's it's like an Indian reservation. It's a very poor area. Yeah. Uh, that's just been left. You know, it's like a wild area. If you know what I mean. Everyone just does what they want to do. Everyone's drinking too much and stuff, and just things are happening. Yeah. Um, the police force consists of Graham Green, like I said, and like two or three other deputies. Anyway, because they find this this woman, she's been raped and murdered. They they have to tell the FBI, and the FBI sends Elizabeth Olsen mm-hmm. to to go and find out what's going on. And when she gets there, she's completely like a fish out of water. And uh, Jeremy Renner sort of takes her to where the tracks are and sort of tells her what's happened, where she's run from, yeah. how she's died, and all the rest of it. And she says to him, "Can you can you help me? Because I I really don't know what I'm doing. Here. I'm I'm not really a field agent. They've sent me here just you know because." They have to send someone. Yeah. Um, can you help me find the the, the, the killer mm-hmm. or killers? And uh, and what I what I thought was going to be an almost Silence of the Lambs type serial killer thing turned into something completely different. Completely what I wasn't expecting at all. Right. Um, it's a really tight, taut thriller. Jeremy Renner has never been better. Really? He's wicked in this. Absolutely wicked. Elizabeth Olsen's great. Graham Greene is hardly recognisable. He's let himself go since Dances with Wolves, I tell you. <laughs> um, the the scenery, the cinematography is just exceptional. It looks epic. Mm. It looks, you know, really, really pretty film. And uh, it's, it's it's grim, though. It is grim. Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved it. Again, thrilling all the way through. It just really hooks you from the from the first from that wolf being shot, mm. and it's not just the wolf just getting shot. He just fucking flies off the screen. The bullet <laughs> just takes it. It's it's incredible, incredible. Um, what would you liken this to then? Because it it sounds like a mixture of certain things, but not quite like a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know what I'd, any sort of sort of police procedural really. Because the reason I thought it was silence of names because obviously like fish out of water young young woman right. being sent sent away to to go and solve sort a, a, a long game a, of spiders a, a or thing. yeah but it wasn't like that at all actually it, it was I got that completely wrong which was nice it was nice to be proved completely wrong yeah. it, it, it so was you could you like couldn't that. like substitute Renner for like. Morgan Freeman or someone like no, that. No, no, no. He had to be. I mean, he is... I killed your wild. You believe he's a hunter in this, and he's, yeah. a, he's a hunter and a tracker. Um, and John Bernthal is in this again. Oh, is he? Yeah, Does he I've... play a wolf? No, he doesn't play a wolf. That's how he circus, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of films of John Bernthal in recently. <laughs> it's bizarre. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what... What I reckon trying to wrap my brains any any sort of police procedural really but it, like I say it's in the mountains and it's snowy it feels very 90s from all your description yeah it's got that it had a, it did have a classic 90s feel to it because yeah. it, like I say it's so so remote where they are there's no sort of you know, mobile phones aren't working and yeah. stuff and you know they're all, they're all what the snow snowmobiles you're having to yeah. drive everywhere in and stuff it was just I love those things you know, they're wicked they're great films, yeah, yeah. They look, yeah it's like a chase on them as well it's yeah. great beautiful but um yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. This now you'll be able to push to find it now. It was in it was in our cinemas a little while ago. Um, I don't. I think it's gone now. But definitely, definitely check this film out. This was this was quality. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so uh, two of you. I'm gonna go with Good Hunting. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, two of you. Uh, sorry. What would be your score out of ten scatter shots? This is an eight out of ten, banging on the door of a nine. Is it? Yeah, I have to say as well. It's, it's directed by Taylor Sheridan. Um, now you, you'll know Taylor Sheridan because he wrote Sicario. Okay. And uh, Hella High Water. Okay. Yeah. So this is kind of his Hillbilly Heat. 
He'll believe heat. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. That's a good description. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, he knocks you out of the park. It's Taylor Sheridan. Um, I think he's now my my, my father-in-law mentioned as well. He said uh, about the uh, Mexican standoffs. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he's now the king of the Mexican standoff. Uh, Taylor Sheridan. He does love a Mexican standoff. And good. There's, there's some great ones in this. And uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Hello High Water. Yeah. And Sicario. And Sicario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, with actual Mexicans. Uh, with, with actual Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he is the Mexican standoff king. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Which is a hell of a title for a director that we've just given him. <laughs> I might send him a tweet. Yeah, he'll love that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you liked it. Yeah. You gave it a, a strong. Strong eight. Knocking strong... on the front door of a nine. Well, that, that's that's high praise indeed. Um, but the uh, internet reviewer, um, known as Wait Here, uh, on the 7th of September 2017, uh, labelled it insanely boring. <laughs> um, and, Fucking uh, moron. <laughs> <laughs> I will read it as I intend it to be written. Um, this is one uneventful, boring movie with a lame soundtrack. It feels like a torture from the start. You can see that the actors are bored as well. Everyone was bored in this movie. The whole crew, the director, the producers, everyone. I think this movie was made for some reason not related to making movies. Maybe this movie is an encrypted message for some spies. That would be my guess. Maybe some deep under, maybe some deep undercover spy watched this movie somewhere in Germany, and now he knows the plan or whatever. So if you are not a spy, you don't need to watch this. That's incredible. One star. That's an incredible review. Wow. Are you a spy, Colin? No, I'm not. Are you a I'm spy? Not. Maybe I am. No, you're a spy. <laughs> wow uh, crazy yeah. crazy so, times so that's uh, that's Wind River um, I, I, I'm going to give it a go oh Wind was wicked mate I love it I, I, I love the idea of it I think I'm yeah, going to give it yeah. a go I, I'm a big fan of Jeremy Renner yeah I just it, it's such a shame I think uh, like, I'd say it's such a shame he's a massive star but he is you know when he should be doing more sort of leading man roles stuff like Arrival as well yeah he done Arrival like, I watched that again recently oh, and, wicked uh, he's so he's so good in that yeah. I mean you're sort of spellbound by um, Amy Adams by Amy, Amy Adams uh, but like he, he's very know, understated in that film it, yeah he? he plays it so straight yeah, and just yeah. you know there's little frustrations that bubble through and like he's oh, he plays a scientist I just uh, yeah I just wicked, think he should with be wicked guns <laughs> I just think he should be bigger than he is if you know what I mean I mean he's quite I, big I mean I, <laughs> I mean the thing the thing that I wouldn't say ruined him but the thing that sort of made Hollywood think maybe he's not the leading man was was, was the fucking Bourne film and I, I like the Bourne film yeah I, I quite like which one's that the Bourne uh Ultimatum. Is it a Born Ultimatum? I think yeah, so. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Might be. I, I could be wrong. Or Born Legacy. I, don't, I can't remember anyway. But um, one of them. But yeah, I, I thought it was all right. And because uh, it didn't do a lot of money, I think they've just thought, oh, maybe maybe he shouldn't be making these sort of blockbuster films, which is a shame because I think he's lead. He, he should be leading man in a lot more bigger films. Well, you think you know he, he's he's one of the Avengers. I know. I'm not saying he's like, done bad for me. He was in. He was in. You know. <laughs> He sort of breakout role in the Hurt Locker was fucking sensational. Yeah, incredible. Uh, incredible. Who was that with? Uh, Kathleen Bigelow. Uh, some thief. Oh. What do you mean, some thief? <laughs> Anthony Mackie was the. Oh. Was, the <laughs> was he in there? Yeah, that was his breakout role as well. <laughs> really? And he was amazing. Some it? thief. <laughs> 
I was trying to lead you in. <laughs> so still, I, mean, I can't remember him that at all, yeah. Anthony Mackie. Oh, bloody hell. He's his mate. He's a thief. He's the geezer that goes around nicking yeah. shit. <laughs> no, no he's, he's, he's his mate, his partner. Yeah, he's his partner, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Right. He's the best thing about that bloody film. I'll have to watch Hurt Locker again. That's a great I've film. got a Blu-ray of it. Have you? Yeah, I bet it looks good. Yeah, yeah, you can have it. I've never watched it. Really? <laughs> it's just one of those. One of them you buy. Yeah, it's one of those. It's yeah. like, that'd be wicked on Blu-ray. It's like, yeah, I've never watched that. <laughs> uh, but I love it. I think it's a terrific film. Yeah, it's um, fantastic. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it again when I get back from you. Um, <laughs> so, Colin, this uh, the crescendo of this show is a sad disappointment. Oh. In as much as I have seen The Dark Tower. Oh, Alan, I was enjoying myself till you just said this. I was as well, but I, I think this is more like Why a, pu- have you done it? a public Why? service. Um, is that what it is? Announcement? Thing. A public service announcement, yeah. Um, this was on the uh, list of films that are available to me to watch whilst I was on an aeroplane. And I was like, do you know what? I'm up for this. I'm going to watch it. Do it. So I got myself um, several small bottles of wine, uh, yeah. them, and uh, I thought, right. Put them it, out there. Did you? I. I. I I re- necked them. I necked them. Oh. Even I was unsure of what I said there. Put them up your rectum. I thought it was several. It might, it might have been more enjoyable. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I, I got myself ready in a, in a good state of, of welcomeness for, for this uh, this film. It's an abomination. Um, I, I, yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was really displeased with this. So, for those of you that don't know, this is, uh, this is absolutely nothing to do with... Um, Stephen King's Magnus Magnum Opus uh, features some people with the similar names, uh, <laughs> but what you have is uh, a, a young boy uh, called Jake who uh, is seeing visions uh, of of people with rat faces and whatnot, and children being abducted and what have you. Um, and his parents believe him to be mentally challenged or, or to be you know to, you know, to, to not not necessarily simple but to, to have you know to have issues he's yeah. got he's got some mental issues and um, they're concerned about it. he's getting into fights at school and stuff um, I don't remember any of this in Dark Tower at all. It, that's because it didn't happen oh right okay. um, and uh, he sees visions of uh, the, the man in black in inverted commas mm-hmm. uh, as played by Matthew McConaughey and uh, another man who, who is black uh, which is uh, Roland Deschamps has played has played by Itchy Elbow himself uh, Idris Elba um, and it, if you have any knowledge of the books you, you kind of have to leave it at the door and you just have to understand like, oh there may be a little bit reference here this reference there it is not the Dark Tower mm-hmm. okay it is not it is not what we would want it to be it is not what you expect it to be at all um, you just have to kind of accept that straight away, and it really does set his stall out early that like this isn't what you think it's going to be. Um, How did they do that? By fucking it up. <laughs> like you know Fair straight. Enough. The thing is, you know straight away that it isn't what what it's going to be to the point where like Matthew McConaughey, he's got Jedi powers and what? yeah, like can like make shit float and stop oh, and things like that. No, no, completely correct. Um, oh. And it, it, he's really uncharismatic. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how they made Matthew McConaughey have no charisma <laughs> at all, um, but they they managed it. Idris Elba, I mean, I love him. I think he's great, uh, and I was always down with him being yeah, you Roland. Him. Yeah, I, yeah. I was I was fine with it because um, I could see it, but he just plays it all wrong. He plays it all wrong for me. Uh, in as much as you know, 
for for the kid for 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 Jake, he's supposed to be this like mythic character, this 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 ta- pun intended tower of strength, um, and he's not. I mean, this is Roland's weak and like, is he? Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got some mad skills with a gun, totally, um, and all that stuff's really cool. Like yeah. him, like you know, firing his guns and being all like a badass. But he's he's just he's a bit bit wet. Bit drippy. It's, yeah, it's a bit drippy and just like it, it, they aim for stoic and hit boring. Oh god. Um, well, I don't, I don't even know. Where I'm going. Oh god. I just this, this isn't a surprise to me. I think we can go back to one of our rants from episode. Blah, 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 exactly. Where I yeah. Just said they're going to fuck this up because it's so easy to fuck up something this good. Yeah, completely. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the synopsis, but it's pretty. It's pretty dry, so in an in an attempt to make it sound better, I've got a massive helium balloon. Yeah, you have. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a hole in it, and then I'm going to suck some of that in, and then I'm going to read it. Oh, okay. You ready? Yeah, that might be good. Yeah. Don't waste that helium, man. Your daughter's going to go mad. She's not even five till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the last gunslinger, Roland Deshane, has been locked in an eternal battle with Walter Odim, also known as the Man in Black. Determined to prevent him from toppling the dark tower which holds the universe together. With the fate of the worlds at stake, good and evil will collide in the ultimate battle as only Roland can defend the tower from the man in black. <laughs> There's nothing funny about that, Colin. No, not at all, no. So, uh, what did you think of the uh, the synopsis there, Colin? It was very interesting. <laughs> I found a bit about Roland... And Odin, yeah, very, very confusing. <laughs> it is confusing. Yeah, there, there's very little need to understand what what happens in this film. It's basically boy meets man. Yeah, man shoots gun, gun kills man. Yep, yep. That's that sounds right. That sounds right. Sounds right. Yep. It does. That sounds right. right. Um, I mean, this doesn't sound right, <laughs> but it sounds right to me. <laughs> it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel a bit woozy. Yeah, uh, I don't and, think we and, should have sucked that much in. And also, my daughter is out too. <laughs> yeah, I do feel a little bit lightheaded after that. Yeah, let's have another go. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> what, else, what else can I say about this, uh, this cinematic <laughs> abortion? Well, it's um, it's not very well made. The effects aren't very good. Um, it's uh, in, in fact to say this, there is not many effects to speak of. Um, apart from guns going off, uh, and in the trailer there was some weird blue effects on the guns, and they seem to have removed that. This film should never have been made, Alan. Okay. Never ever should have been made. It's a cinematic abortion, and I'm absolutely against it to all levels. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I absolutely couldn't agree more. And there's 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 a level at which this film needs to exist. Yeah, it needed to be the start of something larger. Yeah, they could have totally done it as their original plan, which was. Film, television Series, show, yeah. film, yeah. television show, film, television show, film. And do it as it was written. But... <laughs> what, they've intend- what they've actually ended up doing is just completely ruining something yeah. for a lot of people and also ruining it for the very small amount of people who are actually going to go see this movie. <laughs> and I do realise now that this... Is actually my voice when I do the uh, <laughs> the reviews. There's no helium in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to discard this. Yeah, that's a bit woozy, isn't it? 
to discard it. Discard, <laughs> discard it like so many cheap dreams. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just realised that helium makes me gay. Yes, yeah, a little, little bit. Yes, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah, this is, is it bad? Is the film bad then? Just as a film, just it makes no sense, Cole. It makes absolutely no sense. There's no reason for this thing to exist. Neil said it was all right. Oh, Neil. But Neil's never read the books. So if you've never read the books, you think it's if you, all right? If you, no, I don't. Even I, then. I, don't, I don't know how you would even conceive this to be any cinematic merit whatsoever. The, the, the thing that they seem to be trying to trade off of is like Stephen King references. Like there's a, like a, a slow pan through, a, through someone's office and there's just a picture of the Overlook Hotel. Oh, just like li- a literal right. picture on a desk. Apropos of nothing, yeah, and no it's someone saying, "Yeah, someone going like, oh yeah, did you hear? There was a car that went crazy, like a Buick or something." Jesus, and, and so they're referencing the Stephen King world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but, the overall and there's stuff like um, so Jake gets into Midworld, mm. yeah, and it go goes through. You know, like they, they say, "Oh, everything's all shit," and it all died when the world fell apart. Yeah, and um, there's a like a uh, like a, a playground. And the playground is called Pennywise. Like there's a sort of big, like massive, like it couldn't be bigger. It literally fills <laughs> the entire frame. It says Pennywise. Jesus. And yeah, it's crap. Um, what was the, what was the thing that attacks them? Oh yeah. So, you know, remember in the first book, uh, I think it's the first book when um, the like ghost demon thing attacks Roland and he has to have sex with it to get rid of it. Oh. Yeah, like like in most Stephen King films, to get rid of something, you have, you to, have to have sex, sex with, with it. it. Yeah. Um, that thing happens, but instead of fucking it, he he has a gunfight with it, and he gets hurt. Like as he gets hurt in every single scene, Roland gets fucked <laughs> up. He's either gets stabbed or shot, or like his legs broken, or falls off a cliff, or whatever. Um, and, and then in other scenes, he's like running up walls and flying and stuff. It's just completely incoherent. There's no reason for the this. O- the only good thing was that this done shit at the 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 box office, I believe. Didn't yes, it? it did. It absolutely. Did. So there will not be another one of this. There will not. Thank God for that. Which means, and and the the, the good thing about this cult is that it's so far removed yes, from the source yeah, material yeah. is that someone, someone realistically com- can come back and do it again. Absolutely, Pro- do properly. it properly. This is this is screaming for like, a, 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 I don't want to say Netflix again, but like an HBO series. Someone yeah. to have a proper crack at this. So I say, look, I am going to do this more or less verbatim. Well, it's quite annoying because Amazon's now just turned up and they've turned around and said, we're going to do The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings as a city. Like, we don't want that. No one wants that. We've fucking no done that. all that. We've sat there for 18 hours and watched them fucking And things. they're good. They're brilliant. Why would you want to do that again? Why not... Why not go, okay, well, let's try the Dark Tower. Okay, oh, because Tom Bombadil wasn't in it. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Why redo an entire thing that's done, per- like, perfectly yeah. for the sake of one shitty character? So the Amazon, could, um, the Amazon, they could have turned around the Amazon. <laughs> they could have turned around and said, oh, right, well, let's give Dark I'm, I'm Tower gonna a go. I'm going to always kill it. I'm going to always, always call it the, the Amazon. Yeah, it's, it's on. on the Amazon, that. It's on the Amazon. It's on the Amazon Prime, that. Yeah. <laughs> Deliver it the next time. Deliver uh, the same day. The bitch. same day they would. Do. <laughs> I've had the same day deliveries. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not never up there early. Or order one. No, you don't, have to, don't have to do it early. Really? Before midday. There you go. It's cracking. Uh, anyway, I'm doing this. We're not sponsored by me. <laughs> but well, yeah, fuck they, yeah, fuck them. But yeah, they, they, they should be playing their money into something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, uh, 
for other franchises that there has been uh, word of the Ringworld uh, uh, books being turned into a TV sh- series, which would be phenomenally expensive, yeah. but also very very cool. Uh, the the uh, Joe Haldeman Future War books as well. They, June been... June needs to be redone. Does it? Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, oh, those yeah. books are wicked. Yeah, fair enough. Um, There's yeah. a lot out there, and they just keep mining comics at the moment, which is not the worst thing. But I mean, no. there's other stuff out there. There's other comics than Marvel and DC. Oh, though. definitely. That's yeah, the... I don't even. Make... Yeah, I just. Yeah. I always wanted to see a, a TV show of Syndrome made. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think I reviewed that where the, those guys, uh, two scientists, much like. Um, in uh, what's it called? Warden and Statler. Yeah, I was thinking more Rosencrantz and Guildenstein. Oh, right, okay. um, no, what's the what's the film? Uh, Primer. You yeah, know where they come yeah. at the time. Where these two geezers like that in their um, their like lab uh, come up with the, the chemical composition for evil. Oh, they yeah, I'm be telling you about that. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, just just that sentence yeah. is a, a, a better than ninety five percent of all television synopses. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's something I'd like to see, but. Yeah, this is a total misstep. My score out of ten scatter shots for this, it's a two, and that is not down to my. I'm completely removing myself from my attachment to the material. Yeah, yeah, of course. It is just a piece of raw dog shit. No, well, I'm not going anywhere near it ever. Don't, don't, no. don't, don't, don't. No, no, no. Uh, I've got t- destiny to play. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> mate. Like you'd be better off cleaning your drains. <laughs> Put that, okay. put that put on the poster. Out poster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's your podcast title. Yeah. Yeah. Put that on your podcast yeah. title. Um, Better off cleaning your drains. And my two-word review would be drain cleaner. <laughs> um, darkest hour. Oh, there we such go. Such a low feeling to the sh- to the end of the show. Yeah, but. But the good news is we'll be back next week. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we're going to try it. We we're are going to try. try. Uh, we, we I have can't got... see any reasons why not. No, no it's Christmassy time. But it's Christmas time. I mean, I don't go anymore. I don't. I've got no life. No, no. Destiny uh, is my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the uh, that's the plan. Hopefully, we'll, we'll, we'll try and be back on a more regular yeah, basis. Yeah, yeah. Now that I've stopped uh, hopping around and you know you're you're fairly yeah uh, static. Yeah, I'll stop running people over. I'll be alright. <laughs> That'd be great. Don't run over anyone over on the way home. No, I try not to. <laughs> Remote playing Destiny <laughs> in your car. Well, your how Vita. is that on your uh, in the Wicked on the Vita? It was great. Yeah. You the control. No, not at all. No, no. Uh, most most games are actually uh, designed for remote play now. Right. Okay. Uh, that they have that in mind. The um, it's a little bit difficult to fire off um, your your super. Right. Okay. Because you've got to remember, you've got to use your back, back touch bits and your front touch bits, Christ, okay. stuff. But you get used to it pretty quickly. It, the easiest thing to do with remote play on a PS4 is just to use a computer and uh, use an app, and then just plug your actual controller. Because yeah, right. I do that all the time. Okay. Uh, and the thing I found out because I was actually playing with Neil uh, on Destiny, and uh, it defaults to like uh, mic off. Yeah, because obviously I didn't have a headset on. I was up in my bedroom, and uh, Neil sent me a message saying like, uh, "Are you there?" Like, like, because I joined the party, and he was he was speaking to me, going, uh, "Are you are you playing? Uh, what's going on?" And I noticed that there was the mic thing, and it had the line through it. So I clicked on it, and it used the microphone in my MacBook. So really? I, was, I, I was just talking to him like wow, like this, uh, and playing with a pad, like sitting there. I was like, "This is the fucking future, man. <laughs> um, We're living in the future." Yeah, no, it was great. It's it's a really convenient uh, piece of tech for people with kids. Lovely. Um, 
so yeah, I don't know why I'm dragging that out. At the so end I'll just ask you a question, you answered it. Thank you. No, that's, that's quite true. Um, so thank you very much for listening to Scattershot episode 127. Uh, my name's Alan Porter. I am Colin Briscoe, and I will always be Colin Briscoe. <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Uh, Colleen Briscoe. And, uh, <laughs> well, that's my stage name. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have to call you the Briscoe soon. Um <laughs> And, um, and we'll hopefully see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.